Welcome to episode one of three of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis. And today I come to you a little bit sad or, I don't know, reluctant about voice right now. And um, so yesterday I put out a post on Twitter asking people uh, both what are your biggest hopes and what are your biggest concerns of using voice and voice in education in 2021. And none of the comments were really surprising. Um, People in the voice industry specifically believe in the power of voice. They believe in the ability for voice to be a major game player uh, in the world, but specifically even for educational purposes. The the big things that people were most concerned about uh, were uh, had to do with privacy issues overall, meaning that, you know, um, I think Echo Dad said that the major players in the voice industry aren't speaking into um, the privacy issues as they should, so that there is less concern from parents and from educators about that. Another one, Roger Kibbe, said that he his concern was that the voice, um, because of the laws that are out there, they're behind what we can do with voice, and that limits, and I 100% agree with that. Um, and then Janice said, uh, well, I'm concerned about the um, standards, the lack of standards, and that thing that I feel very strongly about, and a part of the reason I'm with the Open Voice Network working on things, as I've mentioned multiple times. And then there were the um, people in the world who are really striving to make it be known that using a device that's called Alexa has lasting uh, implications on specifically children, but people with that name, and how it impacts those children are those adults um, in negative ways by creating an assistant with a name. I think for me, I'm at a place where each week as I'm trying to come up with a new, something new to share with you, I'm, I'm discouraged. I see less and less new things to share, less and less Um, things that I'm excited about. And as I read over the last few weeks, predictions, listen to predictions on various sites and um, through various uh, articles like by VoiceBot AI, the predictions seem flat to me. I feel like we're at a place where it feels that voice is becoming less and less purposeful as it moves forward. And I apologize for the way I'm uh, finding my words as I speak, but I'm 
didn't pre-plan this episode. I really want it to be from my heart of my concerns. Uh, As I talk to other educators, I feel like many of them that are using voice have come to a place where we feel like we are not seeing teachers integrate voice in ways that we really hoped. We're seeing it more just for routines and to manage their time. And while there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, we feel like that there's a lot more that could be done with voice and and it be very impactful. So in some ways I feel a bit discouraged. I find less teachers out there really integrating it Um, and I feel less teachers out there feeling like, oh yeah, this sounds great. For instance, on a regular basis, um, I talk to teachers about creating flash briefings because I feel like that's a great entry point for a teacher to consider using voice impactful. So I suggest that they make a daily or weekly flash briefing that communicates with the students. Perhaps it's um, in the mornings while you're sitting at the breakfast table to learn what you need to have ready for the day or need to know for the day. or And you're talking to both the parents and the students. And in a world where we're at right now, where some students are at home, some students are at school, this is just a great way to prepare for the day ahead. And um, as I've worked with educators, the first question they always ask me is, how do I share that flash briefing with families? And so, you know, I, I get on with them and I show them how from their dashboard they can share it without even uh, publishing it. And they're excited about that. And But the second question is always, okay, I've got families that have a Google Assistant. How do I do that? And now that uh, Google Assistant has taken away the ability to create uh, templates, I my first response is usually that's a little more complicated for a hobbyist developer for voice. And I do, it for those who are committed to it and really want to, I do suggest using platforms like uh, VoiceFlow in order to create. But for most of them, most teachers, it's this, well, this isn't really helpful because I've got an equity issue on my hand because some students are going to be able to hear it, but others are not. And while I then suggest just having them download it onto a phone, you know, the the app, the Alexa app, the problem is it changes a mindset in that moment. And that's the type of thing that I think we have to overcome quickly by speaking into interoperability and standards and what the expectations are and it can't be ignored any longer because this is what is top on the list of everyone we've got to start working and solving these issues in a way that is meaningful 
This is Julie Daniel Davis. I do have a guest next week, and I promise it'll be a more upbeat session. And I am signing off.